Hello and welcome to Transcend. My name is Ains, my pronouns are he, him, and I'm a gay trans man. I'm here to talk mostly about gender and sexuality, but I'll also talk a little bit about mental health, in particular bipolar disorder, OCD, ADHD, and PTSD, since that's what I'm diagnosed with. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to Transcendent. Um, Today I'm going to talk mainly about sexuality. I'm going to start by talking about the timeline of my sexual awakening, I would say my sexuality exploration journey. Um, And I'm going to go through each relationship and kind of analyze each one, talk about my sexuality at the time, um, how it impacted my sexuality. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about testosterone and how that impacted my sexual attraction to males um, and to females, I guess. And then I'm also going to talk a little bit about the difference between gender envy and attraction. So let's get into it. The first thing that I really want to address is that sexuality for me has been very fluid. Um, I can't go back and analyze childhood memories and point to them indicating something about my sexuality because my sexuality has just been incredibly fluid throughout my life. I don't feel like I've been on a journey through different sexualities to find the right one. Like with my gender, I felt like I had to try every slice of cake before I picked my favorite. With sexuality, I feel like I've truly embodied each identity that I've held. I've bounced around the entire alphabet. Quite honestly, I've been L, G, B, T, and Q. And with every label I've identified with, I've been coerced into these identity-based communities. And I say coerced only to mean that in today's society, it's impossible to escape the categorization and labeling that as humans we inherently do. It's impossible to exist without being forcibly pushed into communities based on shared attributes. But I'm not here to talk about the harm in identity politics, at least not in this episode, so I must digress. I think my sexuality is going to be easiest to track if I go relationship by relationship, which is going to be so fun to look back on. Um, I had to pull the Snapchat memories out to get the timeline here, and I dealt with many jump scares for the good of this podcast, so I hope you enjoy. So relationship number one, we're going to call him Justin. Um, So here I am, freshman year of high school, I'd never kissed a boy, never really had, I'd never kissed a girl either, I'd never really had interest in doing it. I don't know, I just never really like sought out those opportunities. Um, But I'm in my math class freshman year and one of my friends is like, hey, that guy Justin really likes you. And I was like, oh, cool. So I was like, I guess I like him too. Um, And we ended up dating and it was extremely awkward, very much like felt like a sixth grade relationship, even though it was freshman year. Um, And we did not kiss. We did not even hold hands. We dated for about two months. Um, And I was painfully straight during this time period. And I'm talking, I'd never been exposed to queer things and I'd never really thought about it. And looking up to this point, like growing up, I did have some experiences as a child with like, because I was raised as a girl, I had experiences with other girls that like definitely were not straight, but I never took that into account for my own identity. So up to this point, I identified as straight. And in this relationship, I felt like I was straight. Um, Lasted two months. I actually broke up with him on our two month anniversary and I felt so bad. 
all in all, I was terrified of intimacy and this relationship like clearly shows that. And it also shows that I was very uncomfortable with gender roles in relationship um, because I, in that sort of a straight, basic freshman year relationship, I was expected to be like the submissive girl. And like, that's just not who I was. And like already not feeling comfortable with my gender putting that in terms of like a relationship where you're supposed to fit hegemonic gender roles was just impossible for me. So the first relationship didn't really go anywhere because I was so confused with my gender and I was so terrified of intimacy that my sexuality and my gender were not mixing and basically nothing happened. And so freshman year, very, very straight. That was my first relationship. So sophomore year, I was painfully straight. Um, I had some situationships and nothing really came out of them. So nothing is really of note sophomore year, except for the fact that I just, again, was painfully straight. Moving on to junior year, right at the beginning of junior year, I started a relationship with someone and we're going to call him loser because there's not really another word that I feel like fits him. Um, so I start my relationship with loser and I would say this relationship was a straight relationship. Like, don't get me wrong, but it definitely had fruity undertones because like both of us were underlyingly fruity, but we were also into each other. So like it definitely was straight and like I was a woman and he was a man, but like it was, there was fruity undertones. Neither of us were really straight, but neither of us were really queer either. Um, it was my first long-term relationship and it was wildly abusive. Um, these were all of my first experiences with sex. So like I did have my first kiss at some point during sophomore year. I was like a really late bloomer when it comes to like sexual awakenings. Um, but yeah, sophomore year I had my first kiss and this relationship was where I did like literally everything else for the first time. And because I have a lot of trauma related to sex because of this relationship, a lot of my first relate, like my relationship with sex was kind of fucked from the beginning because my all of my first encounters were like trauma related. And so I could never really get that out of my head. Um, and so... I forever after that, not forever because I have been to a lot of therapy to deal with this, but for like years afterwards, anytime I was having sex, I would like have to stop in the middle of it and like go throw up. And like, I would make it to the bathroom. I wasn't like gross about it, but like I was so traumatized that I literally would have to stop having sex to go throw up. And like, it even happened. I was on a date one time and we were kissing in his car and I literally had to open the door and throw up, which is like one of the most embarrassing stories ever. But I was just, I was genuinely traumatized. So for a while, my idea of sex in my head was that having sex with men led to very bad scenarios. So I started associating my sexual attraction with men to something that would result in danger. So that's something that I kind of started to stray away from. However, while I was in this relationship, I wasn't aware that things were abusive. It was one of those situations where later you like learn about what consent is and you're like, oh, I definitely didn't have that. But at the time, 
it wasn't, I wasn't like aware of how bad it was. So while I was in this relationship with Loser, um, he suggested that I kiss another girl for his entertainment, of course, which is like a shitty thing for a cis straight guy to do. Um, but it's also to be expected from a straight cis white guy. But anyway, he suggested that I kiss another girl and it was the first time I had like genuinely thought about that. And I was way too excited. <laughs> like I was like, oh yeah, no, like I'll do that for sure. And like, I didn't even, it, it had nothing to do with me doing it for him. I just simply was like, oh my God, like I get to kiss a girl. That's so cool. And I like didn't necessarily want to break up with him at that point. So I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, I did end up kissing a girl and it was fantastic. And after that, I literally the next day was like, okay, so I'm bisexual. Um, and that was just kind of an identity that I held to myself because I was in this two year long relationship with a man. And I was like, I didn't think that it was going to end. So I was like, there's no need to explore relationships with women because I was in a relationship, but I did hold the label of bisexual. Like I was like, I know that I'm attracted to women. Um, and so then I move on to senior year I was still dating Loser, but I end up breaking up with Loser because I started to realize that he was very abusive, right? And when I was breaking up with Loser, my best friend at the time is my next girlfriend, and we're going to call her Amy. And Amy and I were absolutely best friends, um, like inseparable since the beginning of senior year. And I knew that Amy was a lesbian. Um but like it, we never really like talked about it um, because she had a girlfriend and I had a boyfriend. So we were just friends. We would talk about our relationships and then Amy and her girlfriend broke up. And then about a week later, me and Loser broke up. And then me and Amy were hanging out all the time. And then at some point I just, we developed feelings for each other and then we started dating. So like halfway through senior year of high school, I started dating Amy and I was bisexual. She was a lesbian, but it was my first relationship with a girl. So it was my first queer relationship, which was very exciting. Um, it was all of my first queer sex experiences. So I had never kissed a girl. I had never, well, I had kissed a girl previously in that last relationship, um, which was a positive experience, but everything else, this was my first time doing any of that. And it was a really positive experience. Like I felt really safe and like there was consent and everything was well, and like we liked each other and it was just a very safe environment. So my associations with having sex with people who are not men was very positive while my associations of having sex with men was terrible. Um, so keep that in mind. So that's my associations with like having sex with men versus having sex with women. It's like good versus bad. So this is going to start to play into kind of my attraction. Um, but anyway, I'm dating Amy and things are going good. I'm still really confident that I'm bisexual. Um, but I was starting to lean a little bit more lesbian because of what I was thinking about. Cause I was like, am I really attracted to men? If every time I've had sex with men, it's been a terrible experience. So I started to question things, but I was like, whatever, I'll put it on the back burner. Dating Amy and then things start to go very south with Amy and I'm not really going to get into it, but um, it just, we were not, we were not a good match. Um, and so I broke up with Amy and we didn't date for that long. And then unfortunately I fell back into the abusive trap and I went back to loser. Um, so this rounded out my senior year of high school and the beginning of freshman year, I was dating loser. 
Um, and so this kind of confirmed my label as bisexual because I was like, I clearly am still into women, but I'm dating a man. So like, I can't be a lesbian. Um, but I was on TikTok a lot and my TikTok was completely lesbian. Um, there was it, everything around me was very lesbian. I was leaning very lesbian, even though I was in a relationship with a man. Um, and the beginning of freshman year, I'm starting to realize I'm really not enjoying having sex. Um, and I'm starting to realize that I'm not really attracted to any other men around me. Um, and so I, after a lot of thought, I was like, I think that I'm a lesbian. And at this point, like, yes, I had bad associations with sex with men, but when I broke up with Loser and I told him that I was a lesbian, like I was a lesbian. I really didn't have any attraction to men. And I, yes, I still had bad associations with sex with men, but I genuinely wasn't attracted to them. There wasn't a single man that like, I felt like I even wanted to kiss. So I broke up with Loser and I came out as a lesbian. And this was like December of my freshman year of college. So I was single for a good six months. I definitely had some situationships going on in there, um, but they were all over the internet, like nothing really in person. So it was kind of weird. Um, I also went through like a manic hypersexuality phase, but it was all with girls um, because like I said, I was identifying very lesbian at this point. Um, about six months goes by and like second semester of my freshman year, I start dating someone who I'm gonna call them Alex. And we both identified as lesbians at this time. And it was a wonderful relationship, to be honest. Like I have nothing bad to say about it. Um, I, in terms of my sexuality, I just had absolutely no attraction to men. Um, I was really only attracted to non-men and I was really only attracted to my partner at the time and that was Alex. Um, and then we did end up breaking up and then I started my sophomore year and my sophomore year, well, actually before I started my sophomore year, I did have a little blip of bisexuality, but also I didn't like change my label. I still identified as a lesbian, but I think I went through like a hype. I was still in my hypersexuality phase and I did have sex with men and I didn't enjoy it. Like I was not attracted to them whatsoever. So I still feel like I wasn't being, I wasn't acting like a lesbian, I would say, because I was having sex with men. And I know that this is a very controversial topic, but I, I identified as a lesbian. I wasn't attracted to the men I was having sex with. I was having sex with men because I was in a hypersexual manic phase, um, but I still identified as a lesbian. That's a quick little blip. But anyway, I go into sophomore year, still identifying as a lesbian, but my hypersexuality phase is like over, okay? And I start dating someone and I'm gonna call them Susie. Um, Susie and I also both identified as lesbians during this time. Um, I identified as gender fluid um, at the time, but that is when I started to go through like big gender crisis. Um, and so that relationship started to kind of take a turn because I was going through this gender crisis to the point where I was so dysphoric that I didn't want to have sex. So I thought I was like asexual for like a week. And then I was like, no, I'm not asexual. It's definitely just, just dysphoria. 
but then I wasn't really attracted to Susie anymore. So I was like, am I not a lesbian? Like what's going on? And then I realized I just simply wasn't attracted to Susie because I wasn't attracted to Susie. There wasn't really anything about it. I just lost my attraction to that person in particular. I also was feeling super dysphoric. So I kind of lost sexual attraction in general. Um, but I kind of went through a phase where I was like, I don't really know what my sexuality is. Um, because I was like, I don't really know what my gender is. And the more thoughts that I had about being a man, the more I was like, well, if I'm a man, I can't be a lesbian anymore. So like, what does that make me? So I had to like think really deep and hard. And the more that I got into my gender crisis, the more that I realized I was, well, this was my mentality at the time. I was like, if I'm walking down the street and I think a person across the street is really hot, I have no idea what their gender is. So how am I supposed to say that I'm a lesbian if I'm attracted to a random person down the street who might be a man, you know? And like, so that whole thing went through my head. And then I was like, I guess I have to call myself pansexual then because clearly gender doesn't matter to me. Like I'm just attracted to hot people and it doesn't matter what they identify as. So I identified as pansexual. And um, so I was single, identifying as pansexual, engaging in some situationships, nothing serious. And then I started relationship seven. Now, my seventh relationship is with someone who we're gonna call Jane. Um, when I started dating Jane, I, like I said, identified as pansexual um, and Jane identifies as a girl. So it like didn't really matter to me. Um, and then while I was dating Jane, I realized that I was a trans man. So I came out as a trans man. So at this point I was, it rhymes, a pan trans man. Um, and I had gone to therapy. I had healed all my sexual assault trauma. So I realized that like my relationship between men and sex was like, that was just with one person that wasn't like representative of having sex with every man, even though unfortunately it is all too common. Um, that's not a reflection of every single relationship with having sex with a man. Um, and so I really got settled in the fact that I found everyone attractive regardless of what they identified as. Um, and so then I dated Jane and that was a very interesting relationship. Um, and it came to an end at some point and I was single for a while. And then I decided to date my current boyfriend and I identify as gay now. Um, when I started dating my current boyfriend, I still kind of identified as pansexual, but I was like a month on T when I started dating him. And so I was kind of starting to lose attraction to men. And I'm gonna talk a little bit about testosterone and how that changed. I, I mean, I can't say that testosterone changed my sexuality, but I think that after analyzing it, testosterone has had a very significant impact on my sexuality. And after starting testosterone, I now identify as a gay trans man versus pansexual. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about why. Okay, so like I said, I have lost all attraction to women. Um, I'm very much in my man era. I love men. I think they're the coolest. I think they're so hot. I could talk about it forever, just very much in my man era right now. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about the timeline of how that happened. Um, I started testosterone and identified as pansexual. And it started with very severe gender envy. And I'm gonna talk about the difference between gender envy and attraction, at least what I think the difference is in a second, but I'm gonna talk about my timeline first. So started with severe gender envy. Um, I was extremely attracted to people who had 
attributes or acted in ways or dressed in ways that I wanted to dress. Um, and then when I started T, it really manifested in the qualities that like I was going to develop. So like hairy legs and like a deep voice and like facial hair, those sorts of things I started to find really, really attractive. And I was like looking forward to experiencing that myself. And so I think that gender envy did have an impact on my attraction because it was something that I wanted so bad that I like longed for that I like revered those qualities in my head so when I saw them in somebody else I was like oh those are really attractive so for a while I was like really attracted to people who I could potentially look like years later on T. I'm very much in my like I'm proud to be a man era and like I know men suck but like I also think there's a lot like there's an independent value in like finding pride in your gender identity and I don't think that like it should be shameful for me to like like say that like I appreciate being a man um and so because I'm like very much in that era right now I think I just like have a really strayed focus from women and the more that I thought about it I just realized that like I really just don't find women attractive anymore and I don't necessarily know what happened I don't know if T had anything to do with it I know that T definitely increased my attraction towards men or at least it's correlated with me increasing my attraction towards men but it's also correlated with me decreasing my attraction in women and I can't say that one causes the other but I can see that they definitely did happen um Gender envy, I do think, played a huge role in that. Um, and so I would like to talk about what I feel the difference between gender envy and attraction is. Um, at least this is how I separated in my head so that I can try to separate gender envy from attraction. Um, I would define gender envy as like a severe longing for particular attributes that you want to look or be like for yourself as an individual. So more of like a jealousy, not an attraction. Um, and you may be sexually attracted to someone who you have gender envy for as well, but gender envy being separate from attraction, you might just be incredibly jealous of somebody. Like for me, I have brown hair and blue eyes and like, I'm 5'8", so if I see a 5'8 cis man, it doesn't even have to be a cis man, if I see a 5'8 man with curly hair, curly brown hair, and blue eyes, I might have severe gender envy for them, but I might not be attracted to them, like, whatsoever. Um, at this point, I was attracted to people who, like, I could potentially look like, but that's, that's off the table. But you can have gender envy and not be attracted to someone, but you also can have it at the same time. Um, and for me, attraction is like wanting to spend time with or do anything sexual with a person. And so there might be someone that I have gender envy for. And I also am like, yeah, I would love to make out with them right now. And that's someone who I have both of those things for. There could be someone who I have gender envy for that I'm like, you know, I have no interest in kissing you. And there's someone who looks nothing like me, like my boyfriend, for example, who I am very attracted to. So I feel like they can coexist and they often do, but it's possible to be attracted to women and experience gender envy towards men.
if you're so like if you're in my position if you're like a fab trans man i think it's possible to still be attracted to women so like if i identified as pansexual it's it's possible to still be attracted to women and experience gender envy towards men and not experience attraction towards men like you can still have that gender envy there it doesn't mean that you have to have attraction um so i do think that they're separate i think that they coexist very frequently because our brains see attributes that we admire and then we see those attributes in other people and we look at that admiration and we're like those must be good qualities so i must like them so i must be attracted to them when in reality you might just admire them greatly um so i think that they coexist and i think that they can be extremely difficult to separate um but i think it's perfectly normal to be attracted to someone who gives you severe gender envy um and that's kind of my take on the difference between gender envy and attraction Thank you for writing that absolute roller coaster of a journey through my different sexuality eras and relationships. Believe me, my family is just as tired of me coming out as you are. Um, next week, I'm going to focus on mental health. I'm going to be speaking about my experiences with bipolar disorder and psychosis from diagnosis to coping mechanisms. So look forward to that next Sunday. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope the rest of your day or night is absolutely incredible.